All right. Hello, 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 everybody out there in Twitch and podcast land. I am SoloBase15. This is the Gambit Podcast, and I am here with my good friend, Zareth. Zareth, how are you this week? <laughs> I'm good, Solo. Um, uh, 3v3 is dead. Long live 5v5. Hell yeah. More importantly, let's talk about what else is dead. For everybody watching, there's a huge elephant in the room, a.k.a. You're in a new room. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm totally in a new room. So <laughs> There is no table and chairs behind you. I, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I'm actually, I'm going to take a picture of the table and chairs. And, <laughs> and when I get a green screen, I'm going to event, like one day, I'll put, I'll use that as my green screen background. So that we can all we can all live, relive the nostalgia of having those kitchen chairs in the That's, background. Except for you need to have because everybody wants this. You need to have your family eating at the table when you take the picture. <laughs> so it looks like they're just eating behind you when you're uh, when you're doing your uh, doing anything. I'll I'll get a couple I'll get a couple different versions. Yeah, <laughs> Doofiend Doofiend suggests that I get hung the robot in there too. <laughs> Uh, you guys have good ideas. I'm going to do that. Zerber <laughs> <laughs> cares. Uh, no. Here, all right, guys. So let's actually start this podcast because everybody listening to this is like, what the hell are they talking about? We can't see anything. Um, so 3v3 is dead. Long live 5v5. Zareth, we have now gone through yet another 3v3 season. Um, how do you feel about it being gone? You know what, Solo? I'm going to miss 3v3. I'm going to be <laughs> totally honest because 3v3 has this level of simplicity and complexity that I, that's combination that I really love. And, you know, it may sound like I'm backsliding a little bit because like, I, I have voiced my frustration with 3v3 quite a bit. Uh, and I do think it's kind of a broken game mode in a lot of ways. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit with my alt. Later tonight, I had an experience, but um, I do think like 3v3 in a lot of ways does really appeal to me because of my play style in it, where, I mean, I just get to kill things with my Galactic Legends. I don't have to worry about, like, like I, I it occurred to me, I don't know if I've killed a Galactic Legend. Maybe there was like one or two total this whole season. I think I used a Galactic Legend to kill every other Galactic Legend I came across. And yeah. so that, that just wasn't an issue for me this season and I'm winning, I'm having a good time. And I really love once you get past the galactic legends and like the Darth Revan full bastard madness, once you get past that, there's becomes a lot of really inter interesting interactions in trying to figure out problem solving squad for squads that just doesn't exist as much in 5v5. So whereas I prefer 5v5, I think, I'm going to miss 3v3. So surprisingly, I'm going to miss it. Yeah. I, well, 5v5 has me almost like I forget how to play it. It's, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Like the thing with 5v5, the difference between 5v5 and 3v3 is 5v5 is you have 14 teams and banners count. In 3v3, you have 22 teams. And banners count. I mean, we saw you win because you 
took two minutes to restore one point of protection on Scion. So banners absolutely count. But when you have 22 teams, there's more likely to be a loss on one side or the other. And so while the banners count, if you one-shot the board, 90% of the time you're going to win. Unless unless you set like junk on defense and then your opponent's one-shotting the board as well. But if you set a decent defense and you one-shot the board, you're going to – you should feel good that you are likely going to get the win. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Like it's uh, it's just a very interesting setup in, in terms of like <laughs> if you can one shot. Like I don't think there was a, I think there was maybe one match where I got one shot the entire way, but he was super inefficient compared yeah. to me. Like I, I think that if you can if you can just one shot, then I don't know. You're, you're just golden, I guess. I, I don't know. I, I just um, for the most part, though. Can, can you one shot you and I managed to do it. <laughs> right. And, and if, if I'll, t- I'll say this though, too, for three V three, it also, I loved it when people went really hard on defense. Cause it was like, okay, I went, I go pretty hard on defense. If they put like two or three galactic legends down, I still have three, two or three galactic legends. I get the same score for with them. I'm like, Oh, I'll get a 53 against you instead of like a 55. I guess that's fine. And then they have to wade through my BS squads without any crutches at all. Right. Yeah. If you have three Galactic Legends on defense, unless you are like an A-plus player, you're not going to clear my board. Like, that's that's, that's just how it is. Um, You know, I think if you faced me, and you put three Galactic Legends on defense, you could probably clear my board. You know, some of the other just extremely good players. But with what I put in the front zone, if you only have one Galactic Legend, you weren't going to beat my Ray hiding in the back. Oh, yeah. Well, and if I did clear you, it would be a mess. <laughs> it would. It would. That is that is how it's designed. Um which I'm more than okay with. In fact, I've had people put three Galactic Legends on defense and then they killed one team in the back zone, like one. It's like, all right, I'll take this one. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, uh, man, yeah, three, I'll, I'll miss 3v3 a little bit. Though I think there's that's also partially just a function of, I don't, I feel like people don't know how to play 3v3 well like they still haven't adapted to our kind of strategy of doing things so uh, that'll yeah. also be an interesting a potentially interesting piece to it all right I, 3v3 is more about galactic legends on offense now 5v5 which we're you know coming into next and i imagine we talk a lot about this on friday during our round table um but 5v5 you can place three Galactic Legends on defense and beat the opposing Supreme Leader Kylo with Jedi Knight Revenant, Jedi Knight Luke, and beat the opposing Ray with Vader, and then have one Galactic Legend to take on whoever the other Galactic Legend is on defense. You can't do that in 5v5 or in 3v3. So once you figure that out, and you figure out it's about keeping the right GLs to match whatever they're going to have on defense 
they can put two or three Galactic Legends on defense and you can still clear for, you know, 2670. Like, you just have to, once you figure out the pattern, you're there. Um, and I think a lot of the people I talked to that struggled, talked to somebody that missed out on Kyber, um, and they, they basically said, well, I only have one Galactic Legend. I'm constantly going after two Galactic Legends, um, and I can't clear the board. And so I said to them, well, and every time they asked for help, they're like, what can counter this? And it's always a Galactic Legend. I said, your Supreme Leader Kylo could solo it. Oh, I have him on defense. <laughs> I know. I'm okay. like, yeah. I'm like, stop asking me for help then. <laughs> right. And here's the thing. Like, sometimes people will see other people and be like, oh, well, they put their Galactic Legend on defense. I want to set a strong defense. The problem is when you do that and you're outgunned, they can just block an entire zone by putting both their Galactic Legends on defense. So if, if you just keep yours, you've guaranteed a counter to one of theirs. Like, you're going to be one of their Galactic Legends and give yourself a chance. And a lot of people, a lot of people just don't see it that way. They, they, they have the 5v5 mentality and they don't have the 5v5 counters. Right. I, and I, it's so confusing to me, honestly, like, I, I guess, you know what? I, it's not that confusing. It, it is, <laughs> it, it's just very difficult to transition mentally. So it's like, okay, what, what are we playing? Grand Arena. What are we playing? 5v5 or 3v3? You know, right. so they're like, it, for a lot of people though, those are just this, like, you go down the same road. It's like, okay, um, you know, you, you're, the paths don't diverge. Like for me, it's like, okay, what are we playing Grand Arena? Okay, we're playing 3v3. So I'm going to keep my Galactic Legends and place my my off meta stuff on defense. And maybe, maybe I'll throw a Galactic Legend in there. I've, I've been doing that for sure this this right. season. But, you know, like, don't, don't put a ton in there though. Don't cripple yourself unless you are sure. Um, or if you want to gamble or whatever, you know, face your consequences. But, um, uh, you know, and then if it's 5v5, I'm like, okay, I'm going to gravitate more toward putting my Galactic Legends on defense and have my off metas available. And for a lot of people, though, that isn't a divergent road. People say, I'm playing Grand Arena and I'm going to keep my same play style. And I think that that's kind of the thing that people don't, they don't necessarily see the difference. Like, 3v3 requires a totally different mindset and approach to 5v5. And uh, I mean, frankly, I can't blame people because, I mean, it was last season, uh, last 3v3 season that I made had the epiphany. I was like, I can just be super efficient with Galactic Legends on <laughs> offense. Like, I don't have right. to just destroy my morale by killing my entire bottom roster by trying to do Suicide Ray. Like, you know, like the most unfun way to kill a Galactic Legend in the world I don't have to do that. I can just use Ray to kill Ray. And then we just pretend like neither of us had Ray. Right. Like the, that epiphany hit me and like the, and then once, once that hit me, I I'm 24 and O in three, three <laughs> now, as opposed to being nine and three, nine and three, eight and four in the three previous. So, right. I mean, sorry for the spoilers on how my matches went, guys. Um, <laughs> they're actually they're they're interesting still, but but like, just as a point, like, 
it, it works, you know, like that. It, I just needed that mental shift. And so I think as more people make that mental shift, 3v3 will suddenly get harder again. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, and the interesting part is now CG has at least flip-flopped 3v3 and 5v5 a couple of times. And I'm curious to see if it continues to be a pattern going forward, but that's going to be the hardest part of that first week of each new season. Okay. What mode am I doing right now? I, I need to think about what mode I'm doing and then go into it. Um, that, uh, you know, it's funny because one day this season, I think it was week one or week two, there was a day where you had all four galactic legends on offense and I had <laughs> two Galactic Legends on defense, and I was like, huh, well, this isn't how it's supposed to go. <laughs> um, no, no, granted, I had two on defense because my guy literally just placed the same thing every time for like three seasons straight. And so it was very easy to predict. And, you know, I, I, even then I felt so scared putting two on defense because I'm like, oh, what if he changes things up? Um, luckily, he didn't. And it worked out, but it was so weird because it's like, huh, Zareth and I are flip-flopping this season. This isn't well, supposed yeah. to happen. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> I mean, that's that's kind of like the reputation. If I have a reputation as a player, like that's kind of the, you know, people are like, oh, oh, stupid Zareth, just like, you know, like he's addicted <laughs> to off-meta counters. And I'm like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you be? But <laughs> yeah, like I, I get the, I get the kind of, that, that is a little bit like, of this weird thought of, um, <laughs> you know, how, how am I doing? How am I able to do that and be okay with it? <laughs> and 3v3, like there's just this freedom to it. Like that I I just really enjoyed being able to, to take all of my cool stuff and actually like, I don't know, like use Galactic Legends on offense is, it is fun. So I'm glad I could. Yeah, I, I have to say my biggest joy this season um was just ep plus watt it killed my yeah. vader team i mean vader vader is still strong like but you know i i had vader uh watt <laughs> together and they kill everything um so I, I had to pull those two apart but man the second i figured out ep watt to take on ray and it let me put ray on defense no joke. I did not change my defense for six straight rounds. And I th still think only one person full cleared me in those six rounds. <laughs> it was, oh, EP Watt was just so much fun. Oh man, it totally is. And to be clear, for those of you listening, uh, solo means Sith Eternal Emperor. Oh yeah, yeah, Watt. yeah, I do. I do. Not, not EP. At I mean, he's the same guy, but he's he even wearing the same robe. So I can I can understand why. I just and, uh, wanted to be clear. And I haven't used EP, God, probably in two seasons now. <laughs> like the the old EP, I should say. Uh, so thank you, thank you, Sith Eternal, uh, for letting me retire an R seven character. Thank you. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm going to miss parts of it. And at the same time, we got to, 
we got to get ready for 5v5 though because it's coming up whether we even if we did want to stay in 3v3 forever which i don't think either of us did (laughs) or do at all yeah but even if we did that's not the reality uh one thing i do want to say though actually um to, to everyone i think i think that so solo you and i have talked about this before and um you know i we've said things like well don't gear things just for 3v3 and don't do <laughs> don't don't remod just for 3v3 and all this stuff and uh, i i i kind of still agree with that like in general if you mod some someone a certain way in 5v5 it's in general going to work well in 3v3 but what people need to realize is math wise we've now had it, we've had one third of our seasons as 3v3 now yeah and right. and especially especially in more recent past it's been more like two-fifths which is even closer and like that, that's not half but it's close enough that you, we need to actually start planning our rosters at least a little bit around 3v3 if Grand Arena is going to be our focus. I mean, I, I don't like want to necessarily, especially the times that I've felt like I hated 3v3. And yet I think if we want to have a lot of success in 3v3, like it might be wise to actually, I mean, that's why I finally capitulated and got K2 and Cassian up to Relics. I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to use them in three v or in five v five. I might. They're still good with Mothra in five v five, but like that 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 was my concession to three v three. Like, you know, we're going to be doing three v three a lot. I want characters that are going to be good when we're doing when we're spending almost half our time playing this mode. So, just a a thought for the future, folks. Fair and. Um, well, I still don't mod specifically for 3v3. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I, I mod how I want them to be modded, essentially. Um, but with that said, I did gear up K2 <laughs> recently, and it was strictly for the Grievous counter t- in 3v3. So I can't really say much there. Um, but I do think that I will use K2 with Mon Mothma depending on the team. Like, depending on what I'm going to be fighting. Because Mon Mothma is probably going to be an offense team for me. She just, she's such good banners in 5v5. Like, such good banners that I can't imagine myself not using her on offense. Um, so I'm glad I have K2 there as sort of a... A wild card, you know. I, I'm giving myself flexibility, essentially. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it, I'm not saying it's a bad choice to. Uh, I mean, he's nice in five v five too. I just he's not as nice in five v five as three v three. Sure, sure. So it's just good to it's good to keep things in mind, like in perspective, like whether or not we want to admit that it's an important game mode or not like cg has decreed that it's an important game mode and if we're going to play that game mode it it might be wise to just you know right actually plan around it a little bit yes uh it you know we're, we're being told to that it's going to be important so we might as well listen to what we're being told no shame in re- recognizing reality, in my opinion. <laughs> so, 
anyways, 3v3, mostly gone. Um, let's, let's see. So otherwise, it's been quite a quiet news-wise. Like, it, it has been. Like we have this conquest thing that we talked about last week that they announced the week prior. We still haven't heard anything, right? Other uh, than just like tiny illusions by yeah. the de- developers who are in Discord now. Sometimes <laughs> it's coming. That's that's the tiny illusion. I guess. I guess the big news is the developers are in Discord, um, which yeah. it's kind of nice to have. Yeah, I got in trouble. They said they they told me not to tag the developers. So I was like, "Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I won't do that." And then and then the guy the the mod added me as a friend. It was nice. like it's just funny. It felt just a tiny bit like the cop who uh, like pulls a celebrity over. And I'm not saying I'm a celebrity or whatever. It, just, it felt a tiny bit like this though. Like like the cop who pulls the celebrity over yeah. and. Uh, you know, gives him a ticket and then asks for his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is that is funny. Um, but I get why they didn't want the devs to be constantly tagged, except for they were tagged left and right. So, you know. Right. Yeah, well, I, I totally get it. Like, I, I don't think they should have to feel like they're at risk going into those forums right. or into the, a Discord server. Like... Like, oh, really? I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to get, you know, withstand like 20 million tags if I go there and just <laughs> constantly be distracted. Like, right. And all the, and meanwhile, all the people who are following the rules aren't being, aren't getting as much attention either. So. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so but th- we did get a little bit of news. If it's sort of news, I guess you could call it. Um so the Cranker raid has been soloed for P1. Um, CG is looking into that in case we're wondering. That's, that is uh, what has come out of it this week. Uh, no clue on what, if anything, they're going to do. We'll see. Um, you know, I, it, they, they, they don't want this raid to be completed in six weeks you know like that's basically what they what's happened is this raid has been beat in six weeks uh that's not what they wanted uh but the question is if they do anything i don't know if they will to be honest with you they might just say we looked at it and here it is guys like we looked this is uh, there's nothing we're gonna do about it um who knows we'll see yeah i (laughs) I'll just say I don't care because I, I don't I don't do the raid. It sucks, but I don't have time. I just don't have the time to do it. So, yeah. Like, if people want to get mad about it one way or another, I mean, clearly, the it, it took a very long time for a team to be able to solo one phase of the Sith raid. I also have to wonder though, is the challenge Rancor raid really intended as a new raid or is it, is, is it intended as just kind of like a bandaid? Cause they didn't change any of the, they didn't change that much. I mean, yeah, they changed the mechanics yeah. of course, but. I'm I mean, 90% sure it's a bandaid. Yeah. Like I think that eventually we'll get a newer raid way sooner than like another three years or however long we have right. to wait. I'm really curious. Um, 
Like, if you make a change here, and I don't care if they do one way or the other, uh, it'll save me time and effort of trying to now solo P1 of the raid. Um, if they make a change, will they listen to the community that hates the way that this raid is set up? Because it is, we've talked about it. We don't need to belabor the point. It is God awful. Um, so I wonder if they are able to combine the two things. Like there is a solution there and just make it where individual damage ramps up after 10% instead of guild damage after every 20%. And there you go. You know, um, if they did that, I don't know if anyone would complain. <clears throat> and it would probably, uh, it might not stop that raid solo, actually, because the way it works. But there are changes that they can make, is, is basically all I'm trying to get at. That doesn't screw everybody. And I, I think I think that really, like... <laughs> This shouldn't, I don't think they really intended this to be the new PVE um, focus. No. Like I, Rampage, Rampage in chat was like, yeah, just like distract people until they get the conquest game mode up. I think that that's really going to be their new shiny thing. Like the, the Heroic Rancor is something that had the player support from the start because for forever people have been wanted a reskin on the Rancor. They're like, just give right. us better prizes and we'll do it. Like, you know, that's been a thing. Oh, yeah. Like, they've been asking for mythic mode or challenge mode. I mean, that right. that's all they've been doing, basically. Right. And and so we're doing it. But it's already, it's like, it's like some guilds are doing, some guilds are doing like 10 to 15 people trying to, trying to finish this raid. Like, it, yeah. it's already beginning to be like, it's, this thing where you can minimum min max it if you have all the characters like it clearly wasn't meant to be this crazy end game achievement i mean it is a little bit tough of course and and i get a lot of people a lot of guilds can't do it yet so i guess i don't mean to be i don't mean to be demeaning to those guilds who can't i just like it's not the it's not the end all be all <laughs> so to speak of of our you know of the end game right now i think conquest really could be also, I, I will add as proof to that is there's no specific characters that we can buy that are going to make us way better at the raid than we've already been able to buy. Like, at least in 3v3, or 3v3, where did that come from? At least with the Sith raid, <laughs> it was like, yeah, go get Jedi Training Ray. If you don't have Jedi Training Ray, you can't get a good score. Right. Like that, it was very clear cut. And it's like, also, if you want to maximize, go get Visa Mar too. Like buy Visa Mar because she'll she'll give you a team that gives you higher percentages and you'll be better than the rest of your guild. And we don't have any of that with Heroic Rancor. It's like, use the teams you have, coordinate, move, right. move forward, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope it is a Band-Aid. So here's my biggest fear about how this is all set up. Um, once people start getting R8s, there, there's only a limited number of R8s I want uh, because there was only a limited number of R7s that I wanted and the list for R8s is even lower. Right. The second I get that last R8 that I want, I will have zero interest in this raid. Like, none. Like, if my guild tags me and says, 
hey, we need one more person. Can somebody just do a 10% run? Maybe then I will go in and do it. But I'm not changing mods for R8 materials that I'm never going to use. <laughs> That's a, So the my, my fear is that, and I think I've talked about it on here before, the second you... Um, people start getting these R8s, the coordination is going to be impossible because nobody's going to want to do the raid. So CG, let people solo uh, phases because in four months, this raid is going to be outdated. Like It's just going to be outdated because people don't want it. You know? Well, yeah, like who wants, who wants to spend an hour of time like just staring at Discord? Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I, I don't have that time. I don't have that that block of time these days. So, um, yeah. I, and honestly, like Relic Eight isn't absolutely essential either. Like it's nice. I like Relic Eight on Supreme Leader Kylo. I just put it on Jedi Knight Luke, and he's a truck now. But yep. like, do I need it on like Raid Han? Not no. really. <laughs> you know. I don't even think like, binds to R seven. That's um, right. I mean, I, I've had mine for at R seven for a while because I used him as an off meta for versus General Skywalker, and you you needed every ounce of offense you could get. But yeah, um, but yeah, now it's it's just like who who really? Why do I want to spend a Zeta's worth of matchup GP? Because it's I'm only putting it on characters who matter. So why you know? So they're going to be in my matchup GP range. Right. Like, why do I want to spend a, a Zeta's worth, like two over two thousand GP, on my matchup, just to make a character like basically do the same thing he was doing before? Yeah, exactly. I um, oh god, now I've started seeing guilds. In fact, the guild we're facing in TW right now, that it looks like it's basically mandatory that. Two of their R8s are GK and Jedi Knight Anakin. And I can't tell you how bad that would make me want to throw up if my guild said you need to R8 Jedi Knight Anakin. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, well, I, I have a... You're right. I have a video coming out, actually, um, I think tomorrow, where I talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, I do a top eight... And it's, I'm sure that the list is the same as yours because we've talked about it. But right. you know, I, I did a top eight list of what characters to put on to put Relic Eight on, and like I do discuss that exact thing of like why, what's going to happen? A lot you're going to have a lot of people putting their relics on GK and on Anakin. They're going to do the same thing in squads. Like, oh yeah, I, I remember there's been a few people in three v three. They're like. I don't, I don't want to take my Treya squad in against Padme because they have a Relic 8 GK. I'm like, he's tanky. Like, he's he was tanky AF before. <laughs> he's tanky-er AF now. Like, just annihilate him and move on. You know, like, the, he, doesn't, he doesn't move anything. He doesn't move the needle one bit in squads. He, he, he is good in, in ships, but we are long past due for a new ships meta. We're going to get that soon enough. And then people with the relic seven on negotiator are going to regret, I think. Yeah. That's oh, my prediction. Absolutely. You know, not that I want them to regret, 
but I mean, I, I think that that's very likely, very possible. Right. The, the only thing that I can justify for them um, is at least with GAC, Negotiator is going to be used for at least three more fleets. <laughs> like After it's replaced by whatever comes next, there's going to be three more fleets until it's knocked off in the doesn't use anymore uh, category. But even then, do you want your third best fleet to have your best gear levels? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, like, <laughs> here's the thing that's crack that's been cracking me up, actually, this debate. Okay, so there's been a lot of people who have prided themselves. And this, actually, for honestly, I've been a little envious of people who do this, so I'm not even bashing on them. But it's still a funny conversation to me of people who have put Relic 7 on Biston and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder. Because that <laughs> ship makes, that it unlocks the Rebel fleet in does. crazy ways. Like, it, like, I am genuinely envious of them on some level. Like, am I ever going to do Relic 7 on them? Probably not for a very long time, but... I mean, don't, don't, don't be too surprised if I do it actually <laughs> either, you know, like yeah. it's not in the plans, like they're not even relicked yet, but they're, they're good. But now it's like, okay, so now are you gonna, how far do you take this madness? Because, <laughs> because you want like it, it, because with, with negotiator now uh, being a little faster, like Biston wants more speed and he right. gets it if if you put more relics on him. Do you really, to counter the negotiator uh, relic eight stuff? Do you put relic eight on Biston and Scarif Rebel Pathfinder? <laughs> I just <laughs> I can't can't even keep a straight face when I say that. Right. I'm like like maybe Biston could be good and like if he's your fifth in a Mothra team or whatever. But but like <laughs> like Scarif Rebel Pathfinder at relic eight just strikes me as very sad. <laughs> yes i uh i completely agree with you on that feeling um i i yeah I, and here's the thing like the fleets aren't that game mode well it's awful it's <laughs> fleets are awful i'll leave it at that um just because let's say you put your r8 on biston and you get um, you know, you open up that back zone and you're like, all right, I'm ready to kill a negotiator. And then I'm willing to bet probably 70% of people keep their GET two fleets on offense. So you open up that back zone and you're like, oh, all right. Well, my R8 Biston is going to be going up against this, uh, you know, I – Bradis fleet like okay cool all right that's good thanks all right um, totally worth it <laughs> totally yeah. worth it you're like you check and you're like oh they don't they don't even have six e mods on their pilots right yeah for that exactly fleet. Like, <laughs> it's like oh okay and and meanwhile they use malevolence on your r8 kenobi and eta and get the same exact score that they would have gotten <laughs> on your R7 or your R6 or your R5 GK and ETA. So it's like, right. all right, well, there's your investment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, 
eventually they're going to price us in that we could start doing stuff like that. Like Relic sure. 8 on, on Biston and Scared for Rebel Pathfinder won't seem quite as ludicrous. I mean, sure. maybe that maybe that comp won't be as good. Who knows? But but like they'll, they'll make it more available. They will. Right now, Relic 8 is the new hotness. They're going to make something else the new hotness eventually, I think. But Of course. And um, three months ahead. ago, to get from R5 to R6 was next to impossible because of God, I don't even remember the name of the gear piece. Um, it's not the Zin Biddles. It's the other one that's it was painful. Uh, yeah, the one that isn't as cool sounding as Zin Biddle. The Electriums. The Electrium yeah. Conductors. And now, thanks to the new raid, I have almost 200 of them saved up. Like Before, <laughs> I was literally farming... Uh, the chest plates for them. And now I have 200 of them saved up because we raid once a week. You usually get 20 to 30 uh, pieces that you can salvage in the raid from the reward box. And you just salvage. It's like, okay, here I go. So I'm sure that R8 is going to be like that one day. I mean, it may not be next month, but a year from now, we're going to be like, Oh man, I have twenty R eights. How did that happen? Oh, right, you know, instead of uh, like right now, right now, I, I you know, I think that I think that I've averaged uh, over well, what is it? I, I think I've averaged somewhere around um, like one gear thirteen a week or something since gear thirteen came yeah. out. But it wasn't that fast initially. Well, it was because I spend a little money, uh, but. Like it, it was, it was a very, a very, very slow going initially. And now gear 13, it's like, I mean, I made the comment on someone else's stream the other day of, you know, like the play on words of you, you say, like Ray says, oh, I've, I haven't seen this much green in the whole, in my, you know, in the whole <laughs> galaxy or whatever. And, you know, so I made the joke. I was like, man, I haven't seen, I didn't know this. There was this much yellow in the whole galaxy. Cause everyone's streams that I watch at least uh, at like the you know end game level right everyone has a full gear 13 you know fully reliced defense and offense like that's that's I know that not everyone the mid game players aren't like that my alt is nowhere approaching that but you know uh, gear 13 isn't a crazy thing gear like relic uh relic 7 I also just like casually threw Relic 7 on uh, Beskar. When I was gearing him, I was like, oh, I have enough. I'll just keep pushing the button. And, you know, it's not nearly as crazy now. So, yeah. you know, same thing for Relic 8. Who knows what Relic 9 will hold? Well, yeah. Well, I, I just looked it up. And so my alt, which is basically gearing things up based on... Uh, you know, arena crystals. And I don't even finish first. I get, what, 500 or 550 arena crystals a day between the two arenas. And my alt has 75 G13. You know? 75, I, geez. <laughs> it's because they they really did, like, Kairos, don't get me wrong, Kairos are still this, I don't want to say stumbling block, but that they are, the you know, the bar that goes down um, in front of a G13, except for with Grand Arena currency, and you can buy them in the uh, GEP2 store, and you get them, you get three every day from um, 
you know, your dailies. And then every time they run an assault battery battle, you're getting 20 Kairos. Like it, it adds up really fast. Uh, especially like on my alt. So I'm almost out. I'm, I am out of gear on my main account. On my alt account though, I'm not gearing people up as fast. So when I do go to gear somebody up, they just like shoot up because I'm using my guild currency and I buy stun cups every day. And every time I see stun guns in the shard shop, you know, I immediately click buy, even if I'm not gearing anybody that needs a stun gun. So I have all this gear saved up and then it's like, oh, look, I have 100 Kairos. Oh, look, that guy just went from G9 to G13 because I have all this gear saved up and I wasn't gearing anyone. So it's, you know, it's been made a lot easier to to get these people to G13. Now, if you're sitting there a year into the game and you're at like 1.5 million, you're going to tell me, no, no, you're wrong. Like you're an idiot. You don't know what you're talking about. So when we're talking about this, it's, you know, from the end game perspective, I do understand that it's completely different in the mid game. Um, Cause we lived those days. In fact, we lived the days where it's even harder to get these, this gear. So um, it's, you know, CG did actually do what they said, whether or not you want to believe them. Yeah. I, I'm actually, you're saying this and yeah, I agree with you. I'm, I'm really interested now that I'm thinking of it, what are they going to do? They said that they're going to do economy changes soon. I'm sure that that's going to be tied to the Galactic Conquest mode. I'm, I'm sure. just, I'm, I'm interested to know what what that is. What's that going to look like? Well, let me ask this. If they put stun guns and Kairos in the Galactic Conquest store, assuming that there's a store, I, I, you know, I think they said that there is one. There is. Uh, it makes it even easier to get those things now. Of course, you have to participate in the Galactic Conquest, which I, I can already tell you, we're going to have a bunch of Reddit posts saying, I can't gear any of these tunes up. Do you do Galactic Conquest? No. Do you do the assault battles? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Are you intelligent? No. <laughs> oh. oh. That was man. mean. I'm sorry. That was Not really. Mean. How dare you? I yeah. tried to feel sorry. It, <laughs> it was it was more difficult than anticipated. <laughs> oh, now we're just being elitists. Where's where's Gig to tell us what we're being right now in chat? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. What all right, we jerks. should probably. You know, we started this talking about ships. We should probably get back to ships. Um, <laughs> and every I heard a collective gasp of horror and regret <laughs> just now. Not more ships? Are you kidding me? <laughs> but no, so here's the problem. And we touched on it briefly when we were talking about the gearing. Um, so we have a friend. You guys will see him on Friday. You know him and love him well. His name is Klesso. He spends more time testing off-meta counters and ships then I think I spend in my daily ship arena. Like <laughs> that, that actually, I don't think I know he spends more time testing these ships. And at the end of the day, he lost um, a ship battle that he won 10 times during the week and then gets to GA and, 
you know, ship RNG is ship RNG, and he ends up losing the fleet battle. So he brought up the question of, well, what's the point? And then our, our friend Gum, who will also be here Friday, um, basically has said a few times in the past week, listen, I put both my GET2 ships on defense. Everybody sees that. And so they just keep theirs on offense. And we end up getting the same score that if I only put one GET2 ship on defense and kept one for offense because it, they just cancel out. So here's my question to you. How do you do this right? <laughs> like, you know, uh, ships is so so RNG dependent for mirrors. Uh, I, I feel like there's more dodges and ships than anywhere else in the game. How do you rely on any one thing? It's it's so tricky, man. Because I mean, so you 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 had a spin a, a fantastic season this season, and you just keep both GT two fleets on offense. Every I, time. And I've kept Negotiator on defense every single time for a long time now. And I've never lost because of ships. There's never been one time that I've lost because of ships. And Klesso has been, like, he keeps he keeps practicing. Like, he's, he's good at Radis. He's good, like, if there's one guy I want in my corner for ships, may, like, maybe Endall. But, like, I think in terms of, like, investment, though, like... It, like I want Klesso on my side with ships. Like he's got them all. He's got every fleet. He's and he knows his stuff. He knows the theory behind him and stuff. And yet, yeah. he just keeps getting screwed. It's uh, yeah, yeah. And you have to laugh because it's it's unfortunate, but also true. Um, that and that's exactly why I keep both GET two ships on. Uh, offense because you know what somebody is going to clear my ships for 65 or 66 if they can do that that means I can clear their ships for 65 or 66 and it's just going to be a trade-off and you know what like you say with Ray in 3v3 like I'm going to take your Ray off the board my goal is to just take your ships off the board we'll, we'll fight in three zones um, because I don't want to risk it. Like, I, I don't want to risk losing on ships because that just feels awful. Yeah, I, I mean, so I get what you're saying, and I agree with it on some levels. I also, I also feel like I have won on, because of ships a few times because people have the same mentality, but then they get bad RNG or they don't know how to approach negotiator as well. You know, with my comp, they're like, oh, I'll just, like, so usually they just wipe it out for good banners. Yeah. But every once in a while, they just don't know what to do. You know, I think the real piece, like the, the times that I really, I really get an advantage, though, is when they put their own Galactic Legend or their own GT2 on defense. And then I'm able to, you know, I've practiced the off metas, and usually I can do it better than they can. <laughs> So if they're confident enough to do it, then sometimes it's more of a draw. I don't know. It, right. It's a huge mess. And the thing is, at least with squads, you can kind of just uh, – with, with squads, you can kind of just 
throw teams at, yep. at the, the other team forever. Like you can c- keep coming up with teams that are decent, at least at, once you hit a certain GP range. And with ships, it's like, oh, you tried three or four times, you're done. Like right. stop trying, like mandatory stop. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you don't have an option to continue. And so I don't know. I I do think we're going to get a new ship meta. I think I think we have to soon. I don't know how we get one. Six months, (laughs) you know. um, So, uh, to your point of, it's most dangerous when they put one of their GET two ships on defense. That's the same for me. Because so I put um, Empire and either Radis or Rebels on defense every time. The fleet might change depending on if I've seen them use First Order against. Rebels before because that's such an easy kill. Uh, I don't want to give them that. But if I've never seen them use First Order on Rebels, I'll set Rebels and Empire. And I've gotten holds because they put their negotiator on defense. They come to offense and they're like, man, I have an R7 Biston. I have an R7 SRP. And then they look at my fleets and they're like, okay, I either have to mirror this or go up against the Empire. And then I get a hold with my Empire fleet. And this is before G13 Guard. This was just random assortment Empire of whatever sitting there. Um, So I I think it works. (laughs) It basically works the same way because here's the thing. Klesso and you are out there practicing these off-meta fleets all the time. 98% 98% of this game is not pr- practicing their off-meta fleets. They're just not. So they'll get into a situation where they have to use Radis against Empire, you know, First Order against Empire. They're going to look at the ship and say, what does this do? Um, I can't tell you how many streamers I've seen in the past month use the finalizer on offense and never use the basic. Uh, it's super interesting, man. Um, like the finalizer's basic is better than any of his other abilities, basically. But right, right. Um, other than the hunt, other than his hunted, right. like yes. I don't know if I use the AOE unless somebody has like one little sliver of red. I'm like, okay, I can kill him and do damage to another ship. I feel safe doing the, a- you yeah. know, like it. it, I, it I bet I've, I bet I've used it twice total. Right, like, <laughs> right. But yeah, you're right. Um, and who knows what the other one does, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't, <laughs> but uh, I mean, and, and part of why I wanted to talk about ships today too, was I keep seeing streamers who presumably they're people who are investing time and effort into researching the game. And, you know, like, like you have the GA center guys and like the vast majority of streamers do have a winning record which means they're above average player. Like they're going to be practicing these different things, presumably. And I keep seeing it consistently. People saying, oh, fleets are my weak point. Fleets are my weak point. Fleets are my weak point. And at first I'm always like, well, like why, why is it your weak point? Exactly. Because like, you've had all this time, like we've had, we've had years to practice this meta, <laughs> frankly, but I mean, no one wants to, and I get it, but um, you know, but beyond, beyond saying the fleet is your weak point, it's like, I, I don't know, what, what are we, what can we actually do about this? Like, what is, is it actually a weak point if it's everyone's weak point? 
Right. I, I don't know. Well, and and even the people who do practice it, it, it's kind of Kleso's weak point too, even though he knows more about it than everyone else. It's uh, well, yeah, that's, that is so, so very true. Um, but I will say, and this goes, this is true for basically every game mode. Don't use a team you don't know how to use. <laughs> like, practice your teams, guys. Even if it's just throw it into the Galactic Challenge and figure out what turn order is or what the moves do. Even though, if, even if you get slaughtered in the Galactic Challenge because your team obviously isn't built for the Galactic Challenge, like, throw them in it and just practice what the moves is. Like, oh, that also heals? Wow. Um, fleets, fleets are harder to do that. I know, just because of how fleet arena kind of works, but that's why, and you say fleets are your weakness. I would have said that two months ago. Like I legitimately would have said it um, because I did not trust myself using malevolence because I just didn't know how to use malevolence. So you know what I did? I climbed using malevolence <laughs> like that. That's, that's what I did. And you now, that. If, yeah, we're, <laughs> Now, if I see a G or an R8 uh, Kenobi, it doesn't affect me at all, other than to have me say, oh, good, I'm not facing an R8 on Jedi Knight Luke or Gas right now because they put it on Kenobi. Thank you. Um, because R8 on Kenobi doesn't affect malevolence against uh, Negotiator. Like, Almost at all. I, I mean, I know he hits a little bit harder, and there's a couple of the other stats are raised a little bit. But realistically, R8 on Negotiator isn't going to affect me applying buzz droids to ETA as fast as humanly possible. Like, it, it just doesn't. Um, so I honestly don't think fleets are a weakness anymore, except for I'm using the two big ships on offense to make sure that it's not my weakness. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've just, I just don't know, man. So here's an idea that I think I would be universally hated for if they, if this, if the devs took it, but what if our next galactic legends, there's all this speculation and no one can agree on what they should be. Because frankly, like we're almost out of characters you could actually use as a galactic legend. If you want to call them like a legendary character. It's like, there's a few, there's a few, but they're not, they're also not being replenished at any kind of fast rate. It's like in another year, we'll be out. It's like, we could do like Leia and right. maybe like a couple characters from the Clone Wars. And like, is there even a bad guy who's a galactic legend at this point? Like, <laughs> I, I don't yeah. know. You know, you could, you can make arguments, I'm not, you know, but what if the next, what if the next galactic legend was like a ship? Oh my God. Could you imagine how painful that would be? Like, like <laughs> Just... red five or something. I mean, that that's a pretty legendary fighter kind it of, is. I mean, sort I, of. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's the ship that blew up the death star uh, piloted right. by a legend himself, uh, you know? And, and it's, I mean, I would love Red 5 to be in the game. In a way, that's the most main character that isn't still in the game. So right. I, I'm, I'm not saying I want it, but with ships needing some kind of a tweaks, needing some love, I could see CG saying like, hey guys, 
hey a-holes we see you just totally mailing it in on ships we tried <laughs> we tried to make you guys pay attention with two fleets in the zone and now now that you don't do that anymore like uh you know now that now that you're just mailing it in anyways how about we're going to force you to come out with some off meta counters because red five and I don't know. I don't know what the, the other version of it would be, you know, the bad guy version, yeah. but like now that these ships are coming out, like you're, you're in a lot of trouble. You're going to have to come up with something. I mean, that sounds like something they would do, but I honestly don't think that CG even likes ships. Like it's such a, forgotten game mode of oh guys participation is down in ships right now how can we solve this or not many people are getting seven star finalizer when the packs come out how can we solve this i know let's add an extra fleet to grand arena that'll do it and collectively the community or at least most of the community still said I'll wait to get that ship seven stars. It's okay. You know? Um, So I, and so I I think CG just doesn't care. It is legitimately the forgotten game mode that every once in a while, they're like, all right, guys, here's a ship. Go, go do something with it. Yeah. I mean, we, we need Razor Crest. I feel like that could be a game changer. I, I just don't know, man. I ships are a mess. And they escalated their level of importance in Grand Arena. They yeah. need to do something about it. Like, you know, we people people call us apologists for CG, um, and sometimes sometimes we do defend them. But this is one thing that I find myself increasingly frustrated about because ships are actually very interesting. Like, we just had our Gar off, where we all <laughs> geared Gar up to thirteen, and you know now we have good Empire fleets, and that's fancy of us. But um, it's just like it, it's not really changed. It's not going to move the needle that much because everyone else is kind of reluctantly gearing up ships and everything too. Like right. eventually, especially in the end game, we're just going to kind of everyone have everything and it's all just going to be this weird big tie or like, damn it all I lost because of RNG because the right. other guy didn't have that RNG, you know? And yeah. Like, I feel like this is something that CG could really do. I don't know. They, they could really put some time and effort into it and make ships way more dynamic. They, they've done that with other squads, with other characters in unexpected ways. I, I'm not asking for a miracle, but I would like to see some effort there, which has been sadly lacking, frankly. Well, you know when, ship, when they decided ships would no longer be dynamic or won't be dynamic? It's when they had the little mech option and they said, we're not going to give anything that boosts stats. We're going to give reinforcement abilities. So by the way, guys, when you're doing mirrors on ships, it will be 100% a coin flip. Go have fun. Like any dynamic potential was lost. The second they said, everybody will have exactly the same thing. And all the stats will be exactly the same. You can't change how you do anything. Meanwhile, on the ground, thanks to mods, you can literally turn your characters from, you know, the super health build that's slow and tanky to this extreme tenacity build 
where you sacrifice offense, but they're not going to debuff you and you're going to counter them to death to the super fast offense build where you're going to get out front and just kill before they take a turn. That's all describing potential nest pottings. You can treat characters multiple ways in ground. In fleet, it's, did he gear them up? Yeah, I did. Okay, you're the same. Welcome. Right. Oh, God. Awfulness. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, love or hate mods, they do... If we didn't have mods, I don't think this game would exist right now, actually. If we like, didn't have mods, this game would suck. As much it, as people complain about it. Yeah, I, I really think so. Like, I, I mean, I tend to... I like mods in in some sense of, like... I mean, I gain a lot of advantage by being able to mod things the way I want. Uh, you know, right. like, it's it's central to my planning. But at the same time, <laughs> I mean, it, it can be a huge time sink, etc. Like, you... I, I would love to... I'd love to get more... Um, more out of my mods actually i'd love to love to have more time to spend on it kind of but like that's what makes it interesting to me if i'm like if i'm jumping into a fight and i don't have anything to check because i already know exactly what stats they have i yeah this i wouldn't be playing this game right now there's no way people like people hate it that's too bad mods are literally like the lifeblood of this game and I think that that would make a huge difference if we had mods or may- maybe like less complex mods. Cause right now I don't, I don't want another thing that I have to spend this much time on at, with ships as with, you know, characters as mods, but just give us like three mod slots or something. Give not us some even, variability. Not even they had the like mech droid mod slot. And if they just had, you could have a speed mech, you could have, an offense mech or you could have a protection mech like you know make it you get one mod and it's whatever mech you have and there you go congratulations like that would work it doesn't have to be this overly complicated you know like you're playing a need for speed game and you're buying a new part to the engine and then a new part for you know looks or whatever it's all right, here's your one mech. You chose to go with a speed mech. Here's your stats. Meanwhile, your opponent decided that his ETA is going to hit super hard. He doesn't care if he goes second. Like, I'd be fine with that. I, uh, yeah, a well-balanced some... version. A well-balanced right. version of that, yeah. Right. Let there be some variability so everything's not the same. Yeah, I, I think that that would... There we go. We've solved this, the world's problems. Next up is world peace. Yeah, I know. Um, Zara, I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I know. It's like in college, we always used to laugh, like we talk about this political issue or whatever. I'm not. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm not going to bring that up. But um, you know, like we we talk about it, and at the end, every, everyone's like, "Yeah, I think that would work, man." And <laughs> you know, who knows if it would work? Who who you know? It's probably not practical, but right. You know, like I'd always just I just have to chuckle. I'm like. There we go, guys. We solved it. <laughs> we win. Like, yay. Yeah. Uh, I just yeah. made myself sad. <laughs> womp womp. Uh, all right. We have talked enough about fleets, more than I've ever wanted to talk about fleets. Ever. Uh, 
So we had Grand Arenas this week. Wait, what? Did you know this? Weird. <laughs> and they, they was this was an epic week, man. It, it was an it was. epic week. We both <laughs> came into this week sitting at nine and zero. Um, so and your your alt was nine and zero as well. My my alt was nine and zero, and scary. Your alt was not nine and zero. <laughs> I know the the world turned upside down. <laughs> oh, your alt threw away his shot. Um, <laughs> he did. Making okay. me so sad. <laughs> All right, so um, we're coming into this week nine and zero. We're both trying to make the push for twelve and zero. Were you able to pull it off in your first match this week? Um. Yes. <laughs> oh, you wanted more. Um, I mean, so, uh, we can move on. That's fine. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so so yeah, I, I absolutely did uh, manage to. I got. Uh, let's see what what did happen. I have to look at my notes. So, oh, that's right. I faced a dude from Red Machine, and uh, that's a it's a Russian guild. They they know their business for the most part. They're not not necessarily people I want to have to face all the time. Like they because they because they know their stuff so well. Um, and so, like, they're, and they're always coming up with these devious things uh, <laughs> that I don't approve of. Uh, you know, like, the, in this case, the guy had a really consistent defense for a long time. And then he, uh, and then he changed everything up. And that's um, what they do. Yeah, he changed, he changed, uh, he put Supreme Leader Kylo in the back with, with the zombie daca cheese and so you know I, i'm always planning and I, I did have a team available to beat it but i had to i had to mirror it which is always nerve-wracking i hate the supreme leader kylo mirror so um anyways i i did manage to i managed to one shot clear everything i think maybe there was one team i failed on um but i you know it was a pretty good pretty good clear and oh that was right it was like this really really mediocre uh grievous team and uh, you know we've been using mon mothma with cassian and k2 and i just like randomly lost (laughs) to it like there wasn't it wasn't like wow that was a superbly modded uh grievous or anything it was just like he just focused cassian and then i revived cassian then he killed cassian again and then he killed k2 i was like one turn away from being able to (laughs) from total victory uh, you know, so it was close still, but he did he did kill it, and it, it shook me, man. Uh, I'm still, yeah. I'm I'm still recovering. So, anyways, we uh, the 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 main takeaway from this is he changed his stuff so dramatically, and I changed my stuff a little bit just to make just to you know I I, I tightened up my defenses quite a bit because it's week four. We just I'm, I'm familiar enough with four with three v three now. I'm like I'm good. I have my off metas or you know like my kind of counter meta stuff yeah. all set out. So I'm, I'm good. I can theory craft my way through some difficulties. So that's what I did, and they really put the screws on him for defense or for offense, and he barely full cleared me. Um, <laughs> I ended up beating him by over a hundred banners. So. Um, you know, and he, this is a good guy. He had he had decent lifetime banners. He's I've faced him before. It was a very close match before. So, um, you know, happy with the result, of course. But yeah, the red machine man, they're, they can be a real pain to try to beat. Um, also, Ando has uh, 
he like hates one of their members or something. I don't know. And does missed... have a grudge against Red Machine. Yeah. Pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And the the guy was a total. Uh, anyways, um, so I was really glad I could. You know, I, I just kept sending him screenshots of the guy's <laughs> fails, and he was like, "This is feeding me." It was good. <laughs> so, um, anyways, I got the win, ten and zero uh, for the season so far. And uh, you're you're up. You have. You're ten or you're nine and oh. Can you get the tenth one? Uh, well, so my first match was was strange in that I went up against a patron, and this it's always such a crappy feeling, right? Here's a guy that you want to help, and it's like, oh, I can't help you to beat me. That would be counterintuitive. Um, it, so, it is, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. And to make it worse, this guy was in your pod last week. Um, it's so scary, man. We're going to yeah. get paired up one day. <laughs> you hush your mouth. Um, <laughs> we but so her. he had this crappy pod last week. He comes into this week and it's like, oh, here's Solo, who's having the best season he's ever had. Good luck. Um, and I will I'll give him this. He placed a very difficult defense for me. Um, it made me think a lot and I used a lot of counters. Like I mixed up teams, you know, in five V five, I have the squad tab and I I can tell you the seven squads that I'm going to use for offense. There's going to be very little variance in three V three. I don't do that. It's kind of, you just mix and match and pieces go where they go. And, you know, I was mixing and matching left and right. At the end of the day, I still scored like 2660, and I felt so bad because he did not have an ultimate Sith Eternal. Um, and that's a problem because I placed Ray with IG and Queel in the back. Um, and honestly, that team is hard for Kylos to beat. You can beat it, but if you don't have Thrawn, you can't beat it as well. Um, I, my Ray has gotten that team has gotten a couple holds against Supreme Leader Kylo. So, but uh, Sith Eternal plus Watt beat it, you know, without even trying. Basically. Right. Yeah. Um, but he didn't have the ultimate, and Sith Eternal does not beat it without the ultimate. So I kind of felt bad, but, you know, play to win the game. <laughs> and uh, I, so I, he he couldn't clear me unfortunately i felt really bad about that uh but you know i i ended up getting the win i felt bad about getting the win which is the worst way to get a win it's you, like you also oh. sound a little delighted if i'm being honest i well, you know <laughs> you get the win you should be delighted frankly here's the thing so i am had we'll get into it at the end of the last match but like having such a good season that I am a little delighted. Like, screw it. I won, you know? It feels good. Well, yeah, absolutely. And it was so awkward, man. I, I, I thought, so he's your patron. He's also my patron. He is, yeah. And so he's like, dude, Zareth, help me. Like, Solo can't help me. So you help me. And last time this happened, when it was Solo's, like, it was just Solo's patron, but he's kind of, he's our friend, mutual friend. And I was like, okay, I'll design your defenses for you. I'll help call your offense. And then, man, that puts so much strain on you, Solo. 
and and honestly on me and it was like it also felt so crappy because it's like if I managed to engineer a win against you and beat you like I'm playing with house money like it doesn't I have no comp if if the guy loses and I'm just like I'm just like well that sucks you lost in fact, uh, but he's if, in chat right now, by the way. So thank you, because he just gave a cheer too. Oh, uh, awesome. But anyway, sorry, didn't want yeah. didn't want to ignore him while you were talking. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So so like you know, we, we were in that situation last time, and I I hated it, man. And I know you hated it too. We were yeah. both stressed out, and so we were both like, you know what? Let's never let, let that happen again. And so I'm like, okay. I will give you as generalized advice as I can. Like there, I'm gonna get, you're my patron and you need help. And I, I want you to succeed even as I want Solo to succeed, you know? I, I, yeah. And so, you know, I did provide some some pointers but I wasn't like, you know what, you know what really cooks Solo's goose <laughs> is this specific comp. Like I, you just yeah. can't, I can't do that. I don't want you to do that to me. So, you know. Uh, it, it's just this really weird situation when, especially when it's both of our patrons, is is bizarre. Right. It was. It was. Um, so I ended up moving to ten and zero. It wasn't a good feeling ten and zero. Then we got to the Gambit fight night. How did your uh, how'd your round go on the fight night on Friday round round eleven? <laughs> so. This guy way over and committed on defense. Uh, he never he never had really before that much, but he placed all kinds of things on defense. And I was like, "How are you going to clear me?" Especially because he 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 did this thing, and I don't I don't know if it was intentional or what, because he knew I was streamer a streamer. I he I don't think he spoke, speaks my language actually. Yeah. Um, so no real clue what what was going on. I ch- started a chat with him. He never answered. It was eventually so awkward that I just closed it. Um, you know, after like two days of him like having it open but never saying a thing and me saying like a couple random things here and there, I was just like, okay, I'm done. Um, anyways, so he went right before I went. He cleared the front zone, the front bottom zone, which is like the ideal for a streamer. And I'm like, hey, guys, look, I can show you my whole defense. Like I can show you all the moving pieces. Right. And but but I also had prime bot on him. So I knew he got a 55 on my Darth Revan. I knew he got a 55 on my General Skywalker. And I knew he he failed once against my um, was a Jedi Knight Luke team. And then he beat that one for 32 so I was pretty sure that meant he had used, um, he tried to use Vader and failed against Jedi Luke. And then he used Jedi Master Luke to clean up, but he, I, you know, his turn meter loaded. I, I took a couple points off of him, like that's pretty reasonable. And then he used Sith Eternal to kill my General Skywalker and used Supreme Leader Kylo to kill my Darth Revan. Like I was pretty sure that's what, what had happened. So when he got to my back zone, he found uh, two galactic legends back there that I don't think he had any notion of how to face because he'd already blown his load, so to speak. And, <laughs> um, and so, and he had a ton of things on defense because he had overcommitted on defense. So I, I was able to muddle my way through. I think I failed one at the very start uh, with Beskar. I played it poorly. I, I could have actually beat it. I just... You know, those awkward times when you're just like, oh, I should hit this guy. No, I should hit this guy. No, I should hit this guy. And then you're like, 
oh well this guy's been healing everyone the whole time so you actually did nothing and now now you're just extorted to death goodbye <laughs> you're like that's that's what happened um but then after that i tightened my shot group a little um ended up with a pretty tight score and at the end he was able to clear me um he was able he's able to clear clear everything but my galactic legends i cleared everything of his and i think the only real dicey moment came when i was trying to take out uh his ray team and i ended up getting a 46 in the mirror because i had i totally spaced like hoda i needed hoda for the mirror to actually be good banners and uh he was on defense so uh holdo is not the same thing as hoda guys they sound similar, <laughs> not the same. Um, so 46 instead of like a comfortable 53, but we still got through it. And um, yeah, that, that was, it was a good match. I was, I was pretty proud of it. Um, it actually got a ton of views on YouTube for some reason. So uh, that being said, and it was really fun playing alongside Mudbum as well. So, you know, Gambit fight nights are always a highlight of the week. So uh, how about you, Solo? Like, you're feeling the pressure, man. I, I know you are. Like, you've been wanting this perfect season for a while. I have been. And, you know, so I kind of hinted at this earlier of where people set their Galactic Legends on defense and then can't full clear you. Um, so this guy, he set both – he set a really interesting front zone of – Ray, Mon Mothma, and Kara, like at, on one team, and it's it's a very interesting uh, front or team. I really like the idea because you can't target the Mon Mothma, um, and Kara has the revive, and Mon, it, it just there's a lot of interesting things about that team. But you know what, Sith Eternal plus Watt still beats it really easily. Um, and so this yeah. guy set two Galactic Legends on defense. I undersized both of them. I, so I did a two-man against Ray, and I got 51. He set Sith Eternal in the back. I soloed it with Supreme Leader Kylo and got a 55. Um, and so he spent – he had two Galactic Legends that I undersized. Meanwhile, this is the guy that didn't clear a single team in my back zone. He's, he opened up the back zone, looked at it, and just noped out of there. And thanks to Prime Bot, I know. Um, so my front, my front bottom zone for the past two weeks straight has been Gas Rex Fives, um, Grievous, and Droids. I do switch up the Droids every once in a while, and then Darth Revan, Full Bastard Darth Revan. So Prime Bot, in the glory that it is. It gave me a 55 on that front zone on one of the teams in that front zone, meaning he used a Supreme leader Kylo in front. He opens up the back to my Ray team and my CLS team and my Finfin fin Poe. And then uh, my Beskar nest Kara looked at it and just said no, and didn't even try and clear it. Meanwhile, with his two Galactic Legends on defense, and he actually set some good teams on there, like CLS and, um, well, he set the social contract of Fin Fin Po. Um, <laughs> that was another development this week. We've yes. uh, the development of the social contract <laughs> <Yes>. team. <laughs> uh, but I ended up scoring twenty six seventy one with 
him having two Galactic Legends on defense, and he did not full clear me. <laughs> so there's there's that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, you did bad, and you should feel bad. <laughs> the other fun part about this fight, and so this week, the only change I made to my defenses this week was I put Piet Stark and well, Veers, Piet, and Stark on defense. This guy lost to that team five times. And, <laughs> oops. I will say, though, my my troopers are very fast. I think under Veers, um, you have to be 340 to outspeed my troopers. And clearly, clearly he was not. So, it um, came out of this at 11-0, and 0 and he, just as a setup before the final round. So we're sitting there on Gambit fight night and, you know, it's like three o'clock in the morning uh, for me and it's a fight night. So I've been drinking. Um, So I look at my potential opponents and I saw uh, one guy from Wolfpack with 630, I think five lifetime banners. And I was like, Oh God, this is the guy I'm going to be facing. And Wolfpack, I'm 500 against like I face them and then for some reason I face them again the following week and we'll go one and one and I was like this guild ruins my 12 and 0 I'm gonna be so pissed um so that is the setup headed into the final final match but before we got there literally because you went first on uh last night you are fighting for 12 and 0 as well um so how did it go Man, um, I, I just wasn't sure how to. So it, it, I actually had the exact same situation as you, Solo. There was a guy with uh, 630, 640K lifetime. And I was like, I was sure I was going to have to face that guy. Yeah. Like just 100% sure I was going to have to face him. Because uh, the, the guy I was facing had a non serious name and <laughs> like. Also, uh, like a, a decent, a, a respectable lifetime score, but not, not, not a six thirty, six forty k level. You know, like it, it was significantly lower. And so, I just assumed that he, you know, I was going to be facing the other guy. And so, when I ended up having to face um, face the guy that I faced, uh, <laughs> um, what was his name? Um, Pat Phoenix. Pat Phoenix. Like I was trying to come up with big, but that didn't work. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Pat Phoenix. Loved his name, by the way. I'd been hoping I'd get paired against him, frankly, just because his name is so epic. <laughs> but uh, when I got paired up against him, I was like, I don't know what to do, especially when I scouted him. It's like he keeps Darth Revan and uh, Jedi Knight Luke and General Skywalker and all four Galactic Legends and like the, the list goes on. He just has a bunch of like really clever uh, trip you up teams. And so he, he clears for 2660 every time and uh, you know, or, or higher. And so I was like, if he keeps everything, does it even work to place a strong defense? And then, <laughs> I, you know, well, cause you know, he can just use yeah, a strong team on all true. of them. Yep. And then I was like, well, I'm going to make him trade. Uh, I'm going to make him get a bad trade by if you put general Skywalker on defense, there's not a good answer to General Skywalker unless you're willing to use Sith Eternal against him. 
And, and then if you do that, then you can, you open yourself to some imbalances. So what I ended up doing, I was like, okay, if you, I'll put, I'll put General Skywalker up front with some other teams. I'll also put another, I'll put my Jedi Luke team up there. Who's really fast. And so I'm like, if you use Sith Eternal here, then I'll have my Jedi Knight or Jedi Master Luke in the back and you're not going to have a great match there. Like one zone or the other, you're going to have a bad match and you're going to drop some banners. So I went through and meticulously, like, because his teams were all kind of sneaky, I meticulously went through and got some really good banners, um, kept three Galactic Legends. So I met and Nest managed to get a solo as well against a really uh, strong Poggle team that just didn't have enough things that could threaten to kill Nest and uh, managed to hang a 2673 on him and it, which is a really good score like maybe it, it might be my highest actually in 3v3 um, and then uh, apparently at some point he attacked me I, I didn't realize uh, he attacked me once and then he messaged me and said um, hey I lost and I don't want to attack anymore because I hate 3v3 so I love your YouTube videos <laughs> And I was like, oh, well, I like you now. Like, I liked you because of your name anyways. But um, so, I, you know, I got a win. It was kind of an anticlimactic win. I didn't even realize, like, PrimeBot wasn't like, hey, he attacked you. PrimeBot was just <laughs> like, nope, I'll make you find out for yourself and be in suspense all day. So uh, that's, that's what happened. Um, that's what the moral of the story is. Don't be overly reliant on PrimeBot, folks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> and that, that that was it. So, um, yeah, I, I ended with a twelve and zero season. Uh, you know, I spoiled nice. it earlier in this in the season, yeah. but that means I'm twenty four and zero in three v three lately in the last two seasons, and I'm actually forty six and two in the last four seasons. So I've, I'm actually I've been doing pretty well in general. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't suck, huh? Uh, I, I will not complain at all. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, that being said, I was excited solo because your guy attacked before you did. So we were going to get instant knowledge if you were going to be undefeated or not. We didn't have to wait. And, <laughs> and your guy didn't quite do as well as we were kind of anticipating. How, how did, what, what was the setup? Yeah. So my guy, um, I think I actually mentioned it earlier. He came into this round he had three Galactic Legends. I had four. So I automatically start with a little bit of an advantage. And here's the thing. He plays pure efficiency. So he's like your guy. He was playing pure efficiency. He kept most of his good teams on offense. Um, I think the best team that I saw on defense there, or that made me think, was honestly a grievous B one B two like that. That was that was his best team that was on defense. Or actually, no, the KRU team wasn't even that good either. So he was playing pure efficiency. He kept all the toys on offense, and I mean all of them. And he was using them fairly well. So this guy is the most annoying type of guy in that. Uh, he would attack a couple teams and then take a break, then attack a couple teams and take a break. And then attack, and it was, oh my God, so annoying. Because um, there would be like hours in between, and I really wanted him to attack fully before the stream started. And he did. Uh, but the problem was 
he cleared my front zone in one shot. And then he cleared the top zone in one shot. And then he got to the back zone. He starts attacking and he took my Ray down in one shot. And then he took my CLS down in one shot. And then he took my Beskar down in one shot. And then he got to the social contract team that should give 53 or 54 banners. But old Fin Fin Po, and he two-shot it. <laughs> and he two-shot <laughs> it. He apparently did not use Wedge Han and Chewie on it, or anybody Han and Chewie, because he could have used CLS if he wanted to. Didn't He just lost to the team. I, I can't wait to see... Uh, the history to see what it is uh, that he lost with or where he used his Han and Chewie because he, he might have used Han and Chewie actually on the CLS 2PO, 3PO. I, I know do, people do use that. But so coming into, he did that probably half hour before the stream started. And so it was like, oh, well, this stream just changed because his score was so inefficient that it looked like he had two losses. He scored 26, 28. So I I actually missed it. I I legit thought he had two losses. Yeah, no, he had one loss. And then um, he got 47 banners against gas and he got 47 banners against Ray. And so those two losses alone accounted for 14 dropped banners. Um, so he was so inefficient. And uh, so I just, I, I came on the stream. And I was like, hey guys, you know, full clear and I'm winning this thing. And so that's exactly what I did. Full cleared one shot. I mean, like I said, there was nothing dangerous on the board. I had three Galactic Legends. Like it was probably my easiest clear of all of 3v3, which was, a little bit exciting because I went in with no pressure and I'm like, all right, I have 12 and 0. This is fantastic. I don't even need to do these fights. Um, but it also kind of sucks because when you, I really wanted slash didn't want to go up against the guy with 630 something lifetime banners, because it would have been a great challenge to end 12 and 0 beating a really good player. Um, Instead, I beat a really mediocre player and just kind of cruised to victory. So I will take my 12-0. I will be very happy about my 12-0, but it did not It did not end on a high note. That's, that's probably the way to put it. I mean, it ended in a high note in the sense that, I mean, it's, yeah. there's some honor in beating someone. Like, the, this guy beat someone with a really high lifetime. Like, he did. I can't wait to see how that happened. Because if he if he placed I think his defense is just rolled over. Let me I have Prime Pot right here. I can tell you. Um yeah, his defense is just rolled over. So he beat somebody with really high lifetime banners without placing a difficult team on defense. That's interesting. Did that person actually win their next match or did they just like That's... get their Kyber and nope out entirely that they were just like i'm just not going to participate that's a good question i can i think answer for you right now um no he ended up winning his second match yeah 
Oh, he won. Okay, so yeah, so, um, something catastrophic happened. That's excellent. <laughs> yeah, but so now I finished. And th- I made. I had to do all the feats the last two weeks, and now I'm praying, just praying, I can hang on to top 100. I can tell you right now. I, I started. I started the day at 74. And currently I'm at 91. So I think I'm going to just fall out. I think I'm going to finish like top 110 or something as the European crowd starts to wake up and collect their winnings. Uh, but we're going to see. We're going to see if I can squeak into the top 100. Oh, that would be fantastic. It's so hard to get even top 100 these days. Like crazy that there's 100 undefeated players in in our division but there's so many people in our division now it's gross right well there's 130,000 people in uh in division one like that's so even if you finish in the top 1,000 you're still in the top one percent that's it's just mind-boggling to me well yeah like people who were like, ah, uh, you know, making Kyber isn't that big of a deal. And we, we've talked about this before, of course, but I'm always like, well, you know, I, I've made Kyber every time. It's not as crazy for me these days, but like, it's still pretty challenging to make Kyber. Like only 12% of people make Kyber, period. Right. That is not a very big, that is not a very big number at all. 12%. Uh, and it's probably, it, actually, it's not probably, at least last 3v3, it was less than 5v5 because less people uh, are trying hard in 3v3 as they are 5v5. So it's, it's probably going to be like 10 or 11% making Kyber in 3v3. And that's that's not a lot of people. That's just, you know, not a lot. Oh, it's rarefied air. It's awesome. So to all those of you who did make Kyber, congrats. Yeah, yeah, you earned it. Uh, all right, so those that's our week. That's basically all, how our weeks were. We both yeah. are champions. Um, we're the best. We are, obviously. Uh, but... That leads us into podcast questions. We actually have a decent amount. Um, I'm going to save a couple of these, though. Like, there was one podcast question that talks about scouting your opponents. I'm going to save that for the roundtable. That'll be good to get the panel's, um, you know, the panel's opinion on. Because I can tell you, like, guys like Endall and Gom do it the same but differently which so it, sh- it should be interesting to get everybody's opinion uh, so let's sure uh let's if you choose which one. and to be clear for those of you who um are new like who just joined the stream or whatever uh we're do we always do a, a mid-season or i guess it's not mid-season it's an off-season uh, round table with the gambit alliance so we have we have seven people and they're all going to be here. This may be the last time for a while that we can all <clears throat> get together for it, but it is a great time. Um, my wife has already purchased the alcohol for it. She's excited. <laughs> uh, so uh, it'll be, it'll be a good time. 
uh, the, the one time I ever drink on stream of, <laughs> of the entire season. So yeah. uh, it's not something you want to miss, in my opinion. And so some of these questions we will just pass off to the to the panel. And if you guys want specific questions to the to the panel, please leave them on our Discord server. We would yes. love to field questions. Um, yeah, we, we usually talk at length, so. Right. And there is a fun question about adding content creators to the game. I do feel like that is going to be an excellent one for the round table about two hours in. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to save that one too. So guys, I know you asked these questions. They will be out in the special edition round table version of the podcast. Don't worry. We will get to them. Um, okay. So, uh, first question that we're going to talk about so phoenix and karth slash old republic obviously decline in viability as you go on in the show um in the show good lord in the game so are there what other teams start to decline in viability as you leave mid game and start to approach end game um yeah, I mean, there's the obvious ones like Ewoks are really good mid game, you know, if you develop them, if you take the resources to develop them. I know Solo will have a different take because he never <laughs> developed them, for instance. Um, you know, for a while, I was thinking that bounty hunters would enter that group, but they kind of got a refresh. Um, you know, one thing, one team actually that I, f- I keep feeling sad about uh, the, the decline, but it's just, it, it's how it is. Um, Padme. Is, Damn it! You stole mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a. I mean that there just keeps being more and more kits that cancel it out, and like it 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 has this thing that you can't regain uh, or you can't gain bonus turn meter, and like you you have all these stipulations on how you can cause damage, and and like it's still a good team right now, but is it? I I don't really consider it meta anymore. I see it and I'm like, well. I have, a, I have a lot of options to kill it uh, for good yeah. banners even. And like, it, it just, it, it needs, it needs something. And I don't, I don't know that it actually has a way to get better without sac. Like you could, you could always put general Skywalker in there and make it be- instantly better, but at what cost? Like that, right. that's not really worth it. So like, I don't know what to do with, with that team. I, you know, like it seems like all the characters they wanted it for it are already out, and there's just not much we can do. Uh, so sorry for stealing yours. Do you have another one? Uh, you know what? It's gonna be Night Sisters. So there was a time where I was guaranteed to use Night Sisters on offense or defense every single round. Um, last 5v5. I used my Night Sister team probably three or four times out of the entire season because it doesn't regen banners. Um, on defense, it's very easy to kill. With only seven teams on defense, and this is specifically talking about getting into the end game. Uh, when you only need 14 total teams, Night Sisters becomes easy to kill because there are times where I'm like, huh. I can use Vader Watt on this Night Sister team, or I can use a full bastard CLS team, or I can use Padme. Like, there's so many options to kill them. Or if they put an Asajj lead, you can even use Geos. Um, 
you know, so I, I would say Night Sisters, they still have their uses. I will still 100% if I see Geos, it's, I automatically put Night Sisters down and I'm like, all right, here we go. Um, but they used to be able to take out uh, CLS teams. Now there's so many relics into CLS teams. It's like, oh, all right, I, I, I can't do that anymore. Um, you know, so I, I think Night Sisters will be my answer for the teams that lose viability. Yeah, uh, you know, you say that about, you're right. Like, I wouldn't want, that's not my number one option against CLS. I yeah. would say that they are they are a wonderful team to be able to take out. Uh, like, if you're, if you're in desperation mode, they can right. really, really pull off some crazy things if you need them to sometimes. Yeah. Like, not super reliable, but, I mean... They, they still have that, at least. It's like, I think I would rather have Nice Sisters than Padme at this point on you know, some levels because at least Nice Sisters can pull off improbable things. If Padme uh, like wants to counter something, it has to be like, oh, well, she's good against that. Yeah. Otherwise, I, uh... it's not like, really? Like, Padme beat that? I'm going to lose my mind. That's crazy. Right. Like, that just doesn't happen. It's like, oh, yeah, Padme won with a lot of banners. Yay, like she beat RNG like 57 banners instead of 56 or 55. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I agree. And real quick, uh, Gom, good to see you. Thank you for the raid. Uh, thank you, everybody that's joined, including Malbom and Dexatronic for the follows. Welcome, guys. We are talking about podcast questions right now and answering your questions that you haven't asked yet. Um, <laughs> We're excited to have Gom on with us in a few days, guys, too. Yes. We just talked about it, but bears repeating for the for the read. yes for those that joined. We will have our roundtable. We will have drinks. We will be talking, and literally just talking and drinking. Uh, it will be a good time on Friday. Who knows what what will come up? Uh, Carly and Michelle, thank you for the follow. I don't know which one uh, which one of the pair is there, but good to see you guys here. Uh, all right, next question. How would you handle the situation if some of your main tunes are missing mods? For example, GLs, your Darth Revan team, because you clicked join before you fixed your mods from a raid. So I think you've actually done this before. It's probably been about seven or eight months. Wasn't it this summer? Didn't you lock into one week with messed up mods? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> I had swapped for the cam mission and... Yeah. Oh man. And it wasn't just, I didn't just ruin one team. I ruined the viability of like six teams. It was, you had a really fast shock T. <laughs> it was so brutal, man. Oh yeah. Like I had, I had all my good mods on a couple good team on a couple characters that I was like, uh, like, yeah, like shock T was super fast. Cause my Darth right. Revan didn't have his mods. And it's like in five V five, especially at, at that point, I had I didn't care a single bit about her being super fast. Like, kind of fast is great, and then everything else is wasted. So, <laughs> um, I mean, you know, and Gom can probably answer it better. Like, he actually almost pulled off a three and O week with with that same malady just recently. But, um, man, it, it's really tough to to deal. What you have to do, you have to map it out a little bit. I, I sat down and thought, okay which teams can I no longer beat with these? Like, okay, so it's like Commander Luke doesn't have mods anymore. 
what does that mean? Like, can it, can he still beat bounty hunters? Like, yes, I think so. Can he still, you know, can he, can he beat so like general Skywalker, uh, you know, in the off meta at the time, like, no, I don't think that's feasible anymore. So you kind of have to map that out. And then eventually I think what you end up doing is throwing a, a few of them on defense and just hoping they don't notice. And and then like you, you need to keep the teams that you have uh, that, that are still intact. You need to keep those, uh, at least some of them for offense because you need to make sure you can still clear and be competitive. Um, and I actually came really close to pulling off a three and a week too. That was, that was actually devastating. Cause I, that was my, um, that was my shift to the FU defense. <laughs> Called it a different yeah. thing back then, but um, you know, like that was, that was my big, that was, that month was my transition to it. And I was just totally, I was kicking so much ass, honestly, like just, it was so liberating and fun and cool. And then I did that to myself and it was, it was just heartbreaking because I couldn't use all my off metas that I'd been developing. So, you know, I ended up losing to a guy. I, I felt like I shouldn't have lost to by like two banners. It, it was, it sucked, but it happens. Um, the moral of the story is be obsessive about checking your mods before you join. Do not click the join button. <laughs> that's, that's the moral of the story. Uh, I, I can tell you, since join is usually, you know, Monday nights into Tuesdays, we finish the podcast. And the first thing I do is open up my, uh, my phone and I go through every single mod. I, I don't even come close to touching grand arena it, before this podcast. And then I will go through every single character, you know, I'll put it on mod view, make sure no mods are missing and then I still don't click join until the next morning, just in case something is messed up, um, because it can be devastating. You know, a, a fantastic season can be ruined in the blink of an eye with a stupid join. That's why I hate territory wars going on at the same time as Grand Arena, because for some reason, the one, you know, the the little. Uh, territory war and grand arena icon on the front screen are right below each other and sometimes you just fat finger things and automatically click um but yeah so i i like to put the unmodded tunes on defense and make it somebody else's problem that's that's generally my solution and i'll do it in like a you know put say darth revan doesn't have mods put darth revan under an ep lead so he's gaining turn meter and maybe going, you know, he's obviously not going as fast, but maybe you can get him going even without the mods. Um, but all right, let's move on to the next one. It's actually another end game question for end game players. Uh, I feel like mods are the best investment of time and resources and it's the most GP economical way to improve a roster. Um, True. Am I wrong about this? The answer is no, not at all. <laughs> That's, uh, I, I, you know, I've never actually heard it that way of the most GP economical way to improve your roster. God, is that, is that true? You swap mods out and you get, you farm mods and let's say you can improve your character by 10 speed. It adds zero GP. So you've literally just, um, 
you've you've just improved your roster without without making any changes to matchmaking, which is quite nice. Oh yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, it's it's brutal, man. It, if you if you're facing someone, especially, I mean that that ends up being the thing. Like for you and me, solo, we were facing people who have everything. Like the question that I end up find, facing is like do they have good troopers or do they have good bounty hunters? Like they're, you know, yeah. the, the margin is pretty small in terms of like everyone we face who is a, a credible threat, at least everyone we face is going to have the same, you know, four galactic legends. They're going to have Darth Revan with Malak. They're going to have Jedi Revan. They're gonna, I mean, the list goes on. They're going to have everything and they're going to all be relict. And the only real difference beyond like those couple corner case teams which those can make a big difference, but yep. uh, the only real difference is how well are they modded? And not only do they have good mods, but like, do they actually know how to wield them to their advantage? Right. Yeah. I um, I went up against a team or didn't go up against a team in Territory War today where, was it Gideon or Stark? Or, no, it had to be Gideon. Because... The trooper was at, when you add the Veer's lead, so you add the 20 speed, it brought him up to 340. And with what I had left character-wise, the fastest character I could get was 336. Um, And it's just like, oh, well, God, this sucks. Like, there's literally nothing I can do. There's G12 characters on the board. But the one character on the team is amazingly modded, and it just takes away all of your counters. Um, So improving your mods are like number one, the end all damn it all of, (laughs) of of how to improve your roster at this point. Uh, Yeah. I gotta, gotta love a good end all damn it all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Last question. It's kind of a spinoff of this question. Uh, What mod sets are you currently farming? Um, right now I'll focus on speed with like just a couple, if I get bored, I do a little bit of offense set mods because right now by far, those are the two sets that are the most in demand Uh, for me. Like I, you can't, I would love to have a ton of characters with offense sets. Like they're, they're just so, they're so universal because like offense doesn't, change like if you can deny someone there's all this crit avoid out there now if you can if you can deny someone a crit uh then crit chance uh, or crit damage is totally negated offense is forever right (laughs) um much like diamonds and (laughs) um and speed is i mean people people say like oh we don't need speed anymore it's not the meta and you don't necessarily need a ton of speed but there are a ton of characters lately who like desperately want to be super duper duper fast like supreme leader kylo and sith eternal wants to be fast and uh i mean everyone the moff gideon like wants to be like screaming fast and i also want uh i also want bosk to be really fast and grief to be really fast um you know, uh, every, everyone wants to be fast. So that's, I, I find myself at a, a great deficit of speed mods suddenly. What about you, Solo? Yeah, I, um, well, I'm currently in a mod slicing week because I, I farmed mods for three weeks and now I'm going to slice them all up. Um, 
But for the three weeks I was mod farming, it was speed sets and offense sets. It was probably four days speed, three sets or three days offense was probably how it broke down. It wasn't like a scheduled thing. I, I would guess just on average, that's how it kind of broke down. Because I do, I need a lot more offense sets. I've, I have good speed set mods. Like you said, you can always use more. Um, but I need I need some good offense set mods. I, there's characters that I want to be fo- uh, loading offense up on, and I'm finding I just can't. So uh, offense is the secondary set. I can tell you on my alt account, I'm just farming speed. I'm what, about three weeks away from farming Sith Eternal, and so I don't want to murder anybody else's uh, sets to then mod up Sith Eternal. So for the past three weeks on that account, I've literally just been farming speed mods. That's it. Speed all day, every day. Um, I don't think you can ever go wrong with farming a speed mod. It's it's not like crit chance that becomes worthless after relics or, you know, some people will tell you tenacity mods really don't hold that much weight because of how much tenacity down is in the game. Speed mods, I've never heard somebody say, damn, I got a speed mod. I really wish I had something different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, if I could, if I could just like, hey, here's another, here's a flip on the question solo. If you could just uh, take all of one mod set, it, like they were going to disband one mod set. They, there was no choice. Like the only option was, that you could choose which one they were gonna you were gonna get rid of entirely, but you could take all of those mods, all the mods that you already had of those, and turn them into some other set. What which set would you just get rid of? Tenacity. Tenacity. Interesting. Yeah. Well, because here's why. Uh, let's say like you have a tenacity set on nest and your super fancy nest is at 170% tenacity and you go up against a JTR with that's at 80% tenacity and then BB eight applies tenacity down and next turn R2 stuns your nest and then JTR does a hand wave and your nest is now dazed and you just lost. Um, and because of the way that JTR team is set up, they can just keep reducing your turn meter until their protection is at 100%. And then all of a sudden, Finn one just destroys nest in one shot. So your nice, pretty 170% tenacity nest did nothing. <laughs> Got stunned, dazed, and ability blocked in the literally the same turn because of tenacity down. Um, and there's a lot of characters out there now with tenacity down. So if if I had to get rid of any one set, it would be tenacity. Now, with that said, I I still have my nest with tenacity sets. I'm not going to remod her anytime soon. I'm not saying that they're completely useless, but the question was if you had to get rid of one, and so that would be the set I would get rid of. Um, sure, you're not saying that it's a worthless set necessarily, but it's it's the one you find the least value in. Right. So, uh, what about you? What set would you get rid of? Um, I would get rid of health. Oh, interesting. See, I don't like that. 
But anyway, I, uh, go on about why, and then we can talk about why I don't like it. Well, I, I guess th- things have shifted a little bit, and, and it is useful. I, I like I like health sets. Um, I do. I, I, I like all of the other ones a little better. Um, you know, may, maybe like crit chance would be close to me wanting to get rid of them as well. But they're they're actually, anyways. We I don't I won't go there because uh, we're only choosing one. But uh, the health set, the the fact is like all of the math already shows that uh, defense sets, once you get to relic levels, defense sets are just better in almost every way, even though it's nice to have those hard stats of like, oh, I, I can see this solid health uh, percent actually going up, you know, and it, like, it's, it's nice. It's nice to see, like, I went from, you know, 50,000 health to 60,000. Like that's, that seems really strong. Uh, but like once you strip away all the different factors and everything like defense sets actually just trump uh, health sets in almost every way even on teams that require more uh that like really depend on a lot of health like we've talked to to death about padme and how that works with her like uh you know uh, she she loves health and she really she even gives her whole team a huge boost with health and then all of the um protection up that they get is based off of health and yet if you have them all at like relic five or so in almost every circumstance it's going to be better to have defense sets instead because that extra armor actually helps them survive longer and they're still getting this roughly the same amount of all their protection up. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to get into all the crazy math and I, frankly, I don't think I could replicate it, but I've seen a lot of credible sources and mathematicians agree on that one point. And it's not just Padme, the other teams actually benefit even more from that. I'm not saying defense primaries, uh, you know, health primaries are still valid, but defense sets are just it, almost universally better than health, it, it, except for in some cases. So they are until what? There's five of the last ten characters that came out have some sort of uh, ignore defense in their kits. Sure, and, and uh, that that is an absolutely valid argument. That <laughs> so know. that that's the problem of if I if I have a character loaded up with say, you know four plus 16% health mods and you have a character loaded up with what is defense uh, plus 20 uh, four plus 20 defense mods. And we go up against Beskar Mando. Guess who's is going to survive longer. It's going to be mine. Um, so I don't think I will ever get away from health sets and that, and the math on Ray is like beyond anything ray is going to need health sets uh, no matter what so i i could never get rid of health sets i, I think that i honestly think they're the third most important set in the game <laughs> that's fair and I, i'm not i'm not like married to them sure but I, yeah. I, you know or to the idea the, of getting rid of them but. it's the confines of the question <laughs> well yeah like you have to choose i, I think right. I think it would be really interesting to have a protection set. Like if they introduced a new set, having a protection set. set. Yeah. I do agree with that. I I don't know. I I don't have any idea how they would balance it or what, what would the implications be, but like, could you imagine if they added like a protection set and 
I don't know. I, I, th- I thought of a really cool one the other day and I, I'm just totally evading me right now, but like there were a couple stats that could be really cool if they made a set of it, like, like an, an armor piercing set or something like yeah. that. Or That'd defense, pe- talked about defense sets, defense sure. penetration sets. Sure. Sure. Something like that. Like, yeah. I, that'd be that'd be really interesting to me to get a couple a couple new sets i don't know uh, that that's to, that's far afield of what we should be talking about we need to be wrapping up probably but we, we do actually need to move on a little bit um so uh guys next week if you want actually for friday if you want pod or if you want questions asked during the uh GAC roundtable join our discord server the link is down below uh in the description if you are listening as podcast form if you're on twitch the link has been updated down below so you can um click the link and join the server we have a podcast question section you can ask the question there and they will get answered with that said now uh we are Moving on. <laughs> so we both have alts. You have two alts. I have one alt. Thank God, because one alt is enough. Um, you should thank God. <laughs> seriously. I should thank <laughs> myself for not starting a third alt. Um, I sadly can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how'd your alts do this week? Um, okay, so... I get, I, I'll start with the least epic one first, I guess, <laughs> this time. Um, so Prevail Man, uh, Division 8. I had already lost two matches this season with him. So uh, I was in actual real danger of potentially missing uh, Kyber if I didn't win at least two of these. Because yeah. I was like, oh, I'm easily in. And then I realized that instead of getting 2,000 2, uh, for a win, uh, Venners for a win in Division 8, you only get 1,000 for a win. And that threw all my math off. I was like, if I don't win two, I could be in serious trouble. Like I either have to win one and get all three full clears, which is not guaranteed at that division level. Um, or I have to win at least two and still get like, you know, I need to full clear at least twice, something like that. Um, so I, I went in and my first two Fights were relatively easy. I, I barely, barely remember. I, I think I one-shot everything. I don't know. I, I won pretty convincingly. Um, the, though the second match, the guy had this crazy... He had Darth Revan at that level, which, I mean, it's, it's possible. You can totally right. do that in Division 8. But, like, his roster was hugely impressive. I was like, how did you... This is amazing. Like, just crazy how focused it was. I, I was like, man, maybe I need to go back and redraw uh, like my strategies, but um, he kept everything for offense. <laughs> and so like he, he has Darth Revan, he has Padme, he has a good Geos team. He has, um, I forget, like, I think he had a Commander Luke team. He, like he had all these good, really good teams and good characters, Darth Vader, all, you know, with relics, all this stuff. And it, for on defense, he put a squad of like four and five and uh, four and five star clones at like various various levels between like seventy four and eighty two, like not even level eighty five, and they're all like year eight. So I'm like, okay, uh, like I took Basti and uh, Ezra in and got a fifty five against that. 
you know, and, and so I like maxed out my banners and he went in and he also almost maxed out his banners, but my fleet was better and I won by like three. Um, and then the next match in the finals, the exact same thing happened. The guy had a really good roster. He kept everything for offense and we both fully cleared each other. I got one over the soft max and he, uh, he got like two under the soft max. And so the final two matches, I, won, I got two wins by a margin of like to- total of like six banners total, six or seven banners. Um, I did get all wins though. So uh, three and oh on that week, 10 and nice. two and Kyber for prevail man. Not bad. And Mr. Chip Nasty, thank you for the follow. Oh, what's up, Chip Nasty? Good to see you. Yeah. So <sighs> um, that was that was Prevail Man's week. I'll I'll talk about my alt in a minute. Um, how did you, your alt was had an epic run? Uh, you were undefeated going into the week. How did it pan out? Did you manage to get a double perfect season with your main and your alt? Oh, I, well, I tell you, it came down to the final match. Um, so <laughs> my opponents, uh, I, I had very difficult opponents on the alt this week. Uh, one of them was at 600K lifetime banners. Um, he put cheese, you know, uh, Supreme Leader Kylo zombie cheese in the front zone along with Darth Revan, which was, not very easy to um, get through, but I I was able to <laughs> I was able to for twenty six sixty nine. So I, I actually, you know, Jedi Master Luke has just made Supreme Leader Kylo with the Night Sisters pathetically easy. If you're going up against somebody with Jedi Master Luke, and you put Slacker with Zombie Cheese, like you have to expect your opponent's going to get fifty four against that team. I mean, I saw Ando uh, this week beat the team with Jedi Knight Anakin. Like, that was his damage dealer. It was Jedi Knight Luke, Old Ben, Jedi Knight Anakin, and he beat it for high banners. Like, so I, I got high banners there. I got, well, I, I was able to beat the Darth Revan with my Jedi Knight Luke. And then everything else that was on the board, he just kind of expected that I wasn't going to do well in that front zone. Um, in fact, his back had, you know, all gear 12 characters. And so I just zoomed through it. So I got through that. The second round was not much of a fight, to be honest with you. I, he, he full cleared me, but he did not full clear me well. <laughs> um, so One it was of those kinda... guys, you're like, really? You won your last match? Right. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I mean, he had four losses in the front zones alone. Um, but I give him credit. I mean, he still full cleared me, (laughs) but so that was an easier fight. So it's lined up where I'm in the final match of the week. I'm at 11 and 0 and I'm up against the guy that had 661 K lifetime banners. Um, so this legit player and he, so he attacked me first. He took out my front zone. And so, and then he stopped playing. And so then I took out his front zone. Then he attacked two teams. And then I attacked two teams. And then he waited like an hour. And he attacked two more teams. And I took out two more teams. And it got to the point where 
I was winning by one banner with two fleets and two ground teams left. That's how we left it last night at about 10 p.m. And then he did not, he was clearly waiting for me to go. Um, and around 4.30, so 30, 30 minutes before <laughs> this round ended, he went in and started attacking. And so did I. And I was so confident. He had a Talzin Spirit Talia team on defense. I was so confident I was going to get 54 there because I had my bounty hunters. My bounty hunters outgeared them. Like it was a team that was never going to give me a threat. And I outgeared them too much. Uh, I got a 51 on that fight because I just killed them too fast. Like I, there, I used Bosk, Baba, and Django. Boba, Baba, uh, Boba and Django, and <laughs> just I had no way to not deal damage. I probably, hindsight, I should have brought grief instead of Boba into that fight. I I would have been able to heal up easier. I I, but so I got fifty one. He took Malik solo against Bastila Old Ben Wampa that was hiding in my back zone. And so he got 50, yeah, he got 56. Um, and so that was a five banner swing. I was up by one. I was now down by four. We both got 54 on the last ground team. We went into fleets. Um, and I needed, on my last fleet, I needed to get a 69 <laughs> to win. So I, I had, obviously I had to take chances. I had negotiator. I threw in, Negotiator, Rex, and Houndstooth with Plo as a reinforcement to go um, to go up against a Akbar Falcon Y-Wing Biggs team. And I came so close to pulling this off. I came so close to pulling this off. Uh, the problem is I needed Plo to restore my banners at the end. So I couldn't call Plo in as a reinforcement when you normally call him in. Because if I did, the Falcon would just steal banners and I would lose. So I, I had to play it risky. I had to keep Plo on the bench. And then all of a sudden, stupid assists. Um, they took out my Houndstooth because, I, you know, it was attack, assist, boom, Houndstooth was gone. I had only, I got it down to only their Millennium Falcon left trying to win the battle. And then all of a sudden Wedge came in and just... Wedge went boom on my ETA. And <laughs> so I ended up losing, losing both the fleet battle, which I had to clean up with Aratus, And then I lost the fight overall, but man, it came down to the last five minutes and it came down to this one, one fleet battle, uh, which is ironic because the entire first half of this podcast, we talked about fleet, but <laughs> this fleet loss wasn't because of, choices of what to put on defense or offense it, it, it was strictly because i was i had to undersize it so badly to try and make up the banners and i just couldn't it was so disappointing to finish 11 and 1 literally five minutes before the round ends yeah i have no patience for that kind of chicken game i would just pull the trigger i'd just be done i can't do it <laughs> I, you know i admire that other people can do it I'm glad that you could actually do it and it sounds super intense like i would like to watch that yeah but for me i i just i don't have the patience i'm just be like all right 
here, here's my banners like finish me off or lose to me like just, <laughs> just be done with it though yeah i i thought about doing that but he was too good of a player to just put up a good score um he was he's a very good player and he was a nice guy we talked to, we talked afterwards uh, that's how i figured out because i could not figure out how i went in up by one and then how he got a 56 um and the answer was Malik Solo. And he told me he almost lost it like three times, but he ended up pulling it off. So next, maybe next month, I'll go 12 and 0 on both accounts. Maybe next month. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, not to be gloomy about it. I, I remember saying like when I did, finally I got, and, and granted it would have been a bigger achievement for you if you had done, pulled it off. But when I got my alt and my main to get a perfect season, I was like, I don't think this will ever happen again because yeah. it's so hard. Like oh, just the, is. just the RNG of getting good. At, like if you get the wrong opponents, like it, it, if you get a lot of hard opponents, you can beat a lot of them, but you can't beat all of them. You just can't right. not at our level. Yep. So I, you know, I was, I was super pulling for you. I was, I really wanted that, but yeah. it may be next time though, for real, you've been playing a killer game lately. I think you, if if anyone could do it, you could. So yeah. Uh, oh well. All right. So let's wrap this up. Um, what oh, have I you? Should, yeah. I should actually talk about my alt. Oh crap! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your alt. You, you didn't to... have a fantastic match on your alt. <laughs> so let's... I'm trying to brush past that one. Uh, so Sarah. Frodo would. Frodo literally would have said something scathing in the comments. He would. If we he, didn't, he would have. Uh, yeah. So Zareth, your alt was up last uh how how do your alts week go <laughs> so i'm at this is the final week of division two for my alt i'll be in division one irrevocably next season i'm i'm well over 100k and i'm not going to remove enough mods to actually um stop it from happening uh, division one is happening and uh so i was like i'll have one more season without having to face galactic legends and um, so I beat my first two opponents. They, they had good rosters, actually. It was a really killer group. I uh, beat those guys pretty, pretty handily anyways. Um, one of them put too strong of defense down and just couldn't even clear anything hardly. Uh, and I, I don't remember. I barely remember. But uh, I, I gave them both a solid drubbing. And then I got to the next opponent. And I, I've been doing this thing where I'm like, just take a glance to make sure they don't have a galactic legend, then just let the defense carry over. Uh, and this guy did have a galactic legend and I did a double take. He had Supreme Leader Kylo at Relic 7. And I was like, oh shoot. So I, I tried to look him up on uh, his history, his SWGOH.GG history, and he didn't have one. So I couldn't scout him. Uh, couldn't tell what he had, like if he's been putting it on defense a lot or what, like looking at his stats, they were pretty ambiguous. And so I, I changed my defenses some. You guys can watch the video. It'll come out in a couple of days. But um, essentially, he just placed everything first order on defense and kept everything else. And he did have, he had Jedi Revan. He had Darth Revan. They were all reliced. Um, very top-heavy account, though. And so I went through and killed everything but his Supreme Leader Kylo, because, of course, he plunked that one on defense. And... I was trying my hardest to clear with characters that weren't good at killing Supreme Leader Kylo. And so, um, you know, I eventually made it through all of his stuff. It wasn't that good. I did fail against his Relic 7 
Kylo Ren because how the hell do you kill Relic 7 KRU with with low relics it's just hard um and it was real mo well modded and everything so um then i was like okay so if i can kill he had hux and first order stormtrooper which are like the perfect ads in 3v3 if you're not doing like the the daca zombie cheese thing which he didn't thankfully um so uh, you know I, I tried to kill the ads and like darth vader with thrawn was just swept aside like no chance uh with watt uh, a couple other teams tried to do it. And finally I was like, okay, I have this one other team. I didn't really intend for it to be this way because uh, I have Relic 5 on General Skywalker, Relic 1 on Chewbacca and Relic 0 on 5s. <laughs> and I'm like, I can do the cheese. I can do the General Skywalker cheese with 5s. Right. Um, and the, the one factor that was good here, he didn't have his ultimate. So, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that. He didn't have his ultimate yet. And if he did, I probably wouldn't have gotten paired with him, frankly. So uh, there's that. But this is the first Galactic Legend I've ever faced, actually, on my alt at any point. Like, no one has had a Galactic Legend that I've faced until now. And so, you know, of course, he just parks him down and expects to win. So I threw, threw in my General Skywalker team and... You know, it does what it's supposed to do. So, um, so fives got guard from Chewy. Um, I did specifically, actually. That's like the one thing I've specifically done on that account is make sure that fives would get the guard if it came down to it. So, um, that means you can't crit him, you can't stun fives or anything. So, uh, and every time Chewy does something, it heals fives a little bit. So, um, anyways, you know, Kylo is hitting and just making gas sit down super fast. And over time, I'm able to kill the ads. And then, you know, I, I even got a couple hits on Kylo. And then he finally whittled his way through my Relic Zero fives. Like if my fives had been Relic like five, I would have been golden probably, but he died. And I was like, oh man, we're just screwed. I think <laughs> I'm just screwed. This, is, this sucks. And then he goes and kills Chewie and... You know, you know, and Skywalker stood, has stood up. He's done a couple attacks. He's reduced a little health. And I'm like, okay, I have all attacks available. And I don't think I can kill him because he he's at full health. Doesn't have protection, but he's full health. And so I just stopped. I'm like, guys, someone tell me which one is better. Should I do the armor shred first or should I do the AOE first? And everyone said, do the, um, do the armor shred first. And I, I think there's an argument for both actually, but um, I did the armor shred first, did some damage, didn't even do half 50% of his health though. I'm like, man, and that was the big hit. And then and I was like, well, we tried, right? Like guys, uh, th this was a good time. And then he uh, he does his AOE hit, you know, a second follow-up hit and and crits and kills him. He killed <laughs> killed Kylo and the, the victory screen flashed 17 banners. <laughs> <laughs> it was so exciting though it was so fun like i i was like you know like I, normally I'm, I'm pretty pretty uh you know uh, even keel like i don't i don't get all excited and crazy that's not really my style and uh like i was just like yes i was like so, uh, so uh, unfortunately guys at this point solo lost internet and we just had to stop the podcast so uh, i did end up winning my alt battle they put trash in the back i was able to clear it with my slightly less trashy trash and that was that and that's what we're going to be publishing so 
sorry to end so abruptly, but uh, we love you, and um, don't be dicks. I don't think I'm going to say Solo's part, because he lost power, and I don't have to say what he says. <laughs> All right, guys, I'll see you on the other side. Well, some of you. Goodbye.